Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows, all you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask, say the word and I'll be there. Just ask, you know the greatest things in life all come in. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Do you not want to wait? Neither do we. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Frankenson. Sarah, how are you? Ugh, Jessica, <laughs> I never thought I would say this about you, but you're a sellout. Oh my. Oh my. Personally offended. Shots called. Shots fired. A true sellout. First, you were gavelanting, gavelanting. 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 Gallivanting. Yeah, gallivanting. You said gavelanting. It's gallivanting. Gallivanting. With Eve. See, you're a sellout. The old Jessica would never correct me. (laughs) Are you sure? Yeah. I don't know how Dawson's a sellout for literally. He's not allowed to redecorate. He's you're not allowed to take off the old crusty posters from your walls. I know. Or else you're a sellout. Honestly, like, here's the thing. Like, we love Joey here, right? Like, here at Shit 90 Shows Taught Me, we love oh, Joey. in general, we like Joey. In general, yeah. in general. Yeah. However, girl, we've been talking for three seasons now how crusty Dawson's bedroom is. He's finally going to, you know, redecorate, redecorate, renovate a bit. And Joey's like, no, leave the crusty shit up. Like, girl, how whose side are you, you? <laughs> How dare you? Upsetting. But then it's like you take off the posters and there's this like puke green color on the walls, which I never oh, really noticed. You noticed that too? I was like, I never I noticed like, the ugliness of the walls until yeah, now. I was like, God, Dawson, that's like a sucky ass wall color. It's like um like the last episode of Friends when like I think it's Joey who's like, Have these walls always been purple? It's like the same thing with except it's puke green and I wanna throw up on it because it would match. It's disgusting. Yeah, put the po- put the posters back up. You know what? We were wrong. Yeah. Or Just repaint. Put them back up. Yeah. 
Um, but we're talking like twenty more John Lennon posters, whichever. Oh, we'll get into all of that. This is a nonsense episode. Um, but how are you? How is so us recording this now? We are post Thanksgiving. It is Black Friday. If you're in the U.S., of course. Um, it's Black Friday here. How mm-hmm. was your Thanksgiving? How was your Black Friday? Thanksgiving was good. It was just um, my fiance and I, and we just had a quiet day in uh, cooking, um, napping by four. I didn't really nap. <laughs> I, I don't know. But like I was in like a resting position. Got it. We ate at three o'clock on the dot sharp, which was the exact time that we wanted to eat. Wow. So I felt like that was very successful. Success. Did you eat stuffing? Because stuffing is like a, a necessary yeah. component. That's yeah. Good. But like, I don't know what it was. Like maybe I had like one too many pace in the blanket, but I did not have seconds yesterday. I was like full. Mm-hmm. I only so. had firsts as well because we so I went to my parents house and there were five of us and we had five pies and so five pies for five people is absolutely ridiculous and I was like well I'm not yeah. gonna have seconds because I know I'm gonna be needing to eat dessert did you do point. the pie sampler uh no so what <gasps> I did wait what what do you mean did I do a pie sampler yeah like would you t- you did not take like a little of each <gasps> oh I'm sorry I misunderstood what you meant um yeah so I didn't eat every single pie that <gasps> day but oh, okay. we have enough so we're like we can eat them as we go. But yeah. I made an apple pie and then we went hunting for a pumpkin pie because only Will, my husband, and my father eat pumpkin pie. And so we went on this like freaking wild goose cheese for a pumpkin pie because like it's you think you could find one very easily. We didn't find not one. the day before Thanksgiving. We not. Fool. So here's the funny thing. The amateur so we, move. <laughs> so we, we bought a mixed berry pie at a local place called McCarroll's. Yeah, and you took out the mixed berry and mixed, you put pumpkin in it. Oh, oh my God, no. <laughs> I'm joking. So we got we got the mixed berry. And the next morning, I stopped at Stewart's. If you were from around New York somewhere, you might know Stewart's. It's like a convenience store. Um, I went to get the newspaper for the ads because my mom and I still love looking through the physical ads because it's fun. And they had pumpkin pie there. So then we went armed with three different pies when my brother also brought a pie and my mom made a pie so it was fucking pie palooza over there that's the story pie still stinks (gasps) okay i will say that like i would take apple pie over a lot of other things but like pie in general i don't know it has like certain pies for me apple pie is numero uno at the top yeah like it's good but, like, I would rather have cake over pie any day. It's really tough. I know there are a lot of, like, people who feel very, very strong in their convictions about this. And for me, I can't say because, like, it totally depends on the pie and the cake. Like, carrot cake, top tier cake. I would take that cake over most pies. You're so weird. Why? Carrot cake is delicious. Yeah. That was what our wedding cake was. <laughs> I know. I mean, it was kind of weird, weird then. It's kind of weird I now. I mean, it made sense. We had a fall wedding, carrot cake. It's the it tracks. We're a carrot family. Winston loves carrots, too. Okay, the huh. face you're making. <laughs> I'm just curious how, like, carrot cake equals fall. When, because like, it's I like feel... a spiced cake. Okay. All right. Like, cause you know, carrots equals like bunnies equals spring. I feel like okay. it's a spring cake. You might be right, but it has the spices that like is in a lot of spiced drinks, mm. 
right? Does it have like nutmeg and cinnamon in it? Honestly, I don't. I don't. Know. I honestly, I I don't know. But um, in terms of like Black Friday, Black Friday was fine. I didn't really go shopping. I did a little bit of online shopping. Mm-hmm. Uh, for um, once again, my fiance. Um, I got. He doesn't listen, but I got ourselves your, like an your, actual. Your voice still went down very low. I know. Like, uh, I got ourselves like an actual coffee maker. Oh, all we you have... had the French pest right now, but you got a because we got a coffee maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got like a ninja coffee maker. Ooh. Um, and then so I'm gonna give that to him for Christmas, and I got some. He loves puzzles. Yes. So I got him some like. DC Comics puzzles. Cute. And then what else did I get? Oh, this is so annoying. He wanted like the, I okay, I'm t- listing these things and he sounds like a child, but whatever. I mean, no, he's adults are also, allowed to like whatever they want. Also Legos. He's a big fan yeah, of Legos. Legos and are there's great. This, there's this like ship in a bottle. Mm-hmm. Legos and like. Those are ugh. like, aren't those the more like, they make Legos that are more like. For difficult adults. and like adulty, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what this one is. Those ones are very cool. They're like architecture Legos. Yeah. So essentially, it is sold out. Mm-hmm. So I had to like go and like get it through like different means other than like the Lego store. So yeah. it's more expensive. But whatever. It's like last year with the stupid PS Five, how I couldn't get it, and I just felt like such a fucking failure. That was the and worst. It's like it's like this was like he has like five things on his list, yeah. and one of the things is the stupid Lego thing. And it's like, well, if I don't get this, then his Christmas is going going to be ruined. If you want to hear me going off about how Christmas is ruined, and we said it like this, just like this, a year ago. Go listen to our old yeah, podcast. Yeah, go we were talking the about stuff. the PS5 all the time. It was. The was PS5 like, was a mental is breakdown. Gonna suck. Oh, my God. There was so many mental breakdowns yeah. over the stupid PS5. Yeah. Eventually, really we got it. We both, we both have it. And yeah. um, I think our both of our lives would probably be better without it. I mean, we play Grand Mine. Theft Auto together. So that's fun. Me and Will, yeah. not you and you. <laughs> No, I would not play Grand Theft Auto. We play our own games with Grand Theft Auto. Like, this is going to make me sound like like someone who should be in, like, either jail or, like, I don't know, something like that. Um, But we play a game where we take turns. And so, like, if you're the person that's turn it is the other person shouts out a color and you have to find a car of that color when you, <laughs> i'm gonna sound like a lunatic when you find the car of that color or it could be a make like oh find a box truck whatever you have to, <laughs> you have to, don't be so crazy sounding you have to run over 10 people <laughs> oh <laughs> but you can't hit dogs if you hit dogs then it's it subtracts five points and you have to run over 10 people and then jump out of the car and then the, the other person goes. And then, like, if you get killed or, like, captured by the cops, you lose. <laughs> Dawson's Creek, season three, episode 11. Barefoot right at Cape Fest. Um, air date. I'm going to I'm going to do it. January 12th, 2000. Which, I, I mean, I don't know if uh, Close Encounters of the something whatever kind, but if that was in 2000 as well. Um, this is either our first or second episode in Y2K. Um, 2000 was a crazy year. I remember um, I, I was at, like, this party with my parents, like a, fa- like a family friend party, and it was like mm-hmm. a rager. 
um, in 2000, and we all thought we were going to die. Like, I was like, the upside of me dying tonight is, like, very likely. I mean, that's what we thought. Or, like, your computers explode. Like, Weren't you, like, 11? How were you thinking these thoughts? We all thought these thoughts. I didn't think anything in 2000. I was, like, living my nine-year-old life, like, no worries, Hakuna Matata. I had, I had the weight of the world on my shoulders at 12. Girl, this um, is when, like, this is signs of anxiety. So you're, like, at 12 years old, you're, like, the world is going to end. Well, that's what you thought. Or, like, all the computers are going to explode. Like, you didn't know. Yeah. Like, nobody knew what was going on. We didn't know. Like, you know, when you're in 2000, you're, like, shit, like, is, is, Dawson ever going to lose his virginity? Will <laughs> Joey ever get with Pacey or Dawson? Like when you're in, when it's January 12th, 2000 and you thought the world was just going to end, you're like what's happening in the yeah. universe? That's fair, but yeah, I think the most pressing issues of our time at this point was yeah, is Dawson ever going to get laid? Um yeah. the question Jack is at- and what's the face Ethan going to get together, going to hook up in a tent? Yeah, at this point, um, I would say, like, no. Like, Dawson's a 40-year-old virgin, if I had to guess at this point. He will never get there if I had to, like, make my calls at this point. Um, This episode was meh. That's how I feel as well. It it was very meh because I think, like, most of the storylines were, like, fine. Like, there weren't any that were, like, buzzing. Like, there weren't any that were, like, really dramatic um, like it's fine. <laughs> I guess the most We're fine. I guess the most. I don't know. I feel like if I had to pick a storyline, maybe like the Andy and Pacey one. But it's exciting, and you don't mm. know where it's gonna go. But it, like, it's still not that exciting. Well, that and it's like, well, we haven't seen them together in a while, so that's yeah. like the most exciting part. But let's let's jump you know in. What? We've, you know, we've, what? I have what? one more thing. Yes, one more thing. No, never mind. Never mind. It's okay. <laughs> Let's jump in. <laughs> All right. Um, so we start off at school here. Um, Dawson needs a new camera. He wants to, like, check one out or whatever. He says the film is key. It's some type of Aeroflex. Who the fuck cares? Fancy camera. All right. So we're in the film class whatever and nikki's there she's like doing shit for extra credit and like we get an awkward high between joey and nikki but like bitch you guys have met like you met on the train yeah like we have like these little intros and i feel like i mean it's not surprising from joey because joey hates new people she really really despises like any sort of threat to her small social circle um, and Nikki, I don't know, like, I don't know what Nikki's vibe was, but she's, I guess maybe like Nikki saw the movie and knows there's something up between him uh, and uh, um, Dawson and Joey. So maybe that's why she's like, kind of like, yeah, it's a little like awkward. feeling her out. Yeah. Um, so then we but, get, I have a question. How do you feel about Nikki getting the camera for four weeks straight? She obviously pulled strings because, like, I imagine yeah. there's, like, a week or two-week le- limit on these things. Right. Like, I think that Dawson said that there's a one-week limit. And I think that Nikki is a little selfish to take the camera out for four weeks. Now, the only other person in Cape Side that would want to take out this 16-millimeter camera, which is the only one in Cape Side, would be Dawson. So I guess she would have to, like... I think that she's too self-centered in this moment to 
think of like, oh, this is going to affect Dawson. Mm-hmm. But I do think that four weeks a month is a little selfish to take out the camera. I think so, too. I think like especially because I don't know. I, it's like he's like, oh, well, can't you rush it? Like, can can I have the camera like when you're done? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, oh, you can't rush it. And then we don't even see her really using it. Like, I feel like the move is like rent it out or like mark it out whatever when you actually need it it feels like she did it in advance of needing it and then she's gonna have it for four weeks and I feel like you wouldn't be able to pull this shit off unless you're like the principal's daughter you know what I mean well yeah that's exactly what happened she's like I cleared it with so and so and so and so Mm -hmm. and it's obviously because you know and Dawson has never had to share the equipment before because he's never had anybody who's like interested in film the way he is And yeah, she was very dismissive. She said, filmmaking is not fast food, Dawson. You can't rush it. Mm -hmm. Um, Joey does seem a little amused by this interaction. Oh, she loves the arguing between them. Yeah, I guess she likes seeing the... (laughs) <laughs> the drama and the cattiness. Oh, I thought them. you were going to say, I thought you were going to say like she's like turned on by Dawson being irritated. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I I didn't really love this from Nikki, but also I felt like this is kind of their competitive spirit with one another. This is going to yeah. be what their relationship, friendship whatever is going to be about it's going to be about competitiveness and like a little bit of a bickering but and always going to be like a tit for tat so yeah I feel like it's going to be a lot of this between Nikki and Dawson especially because it's like they're kind of I don't know like they're in the same art field so yeah and they are competitive they're, you know and, yeah. they, and it's like they're competitive in a way where like they're gonna push each other to be better at what they do so it's gonna I, I feel like Hopefully. we're setting up an interesting relationship here um we're gonna jump to the grocery store Jack wants to buy three different types of cereal let me know your thoughts on each of these types so we have cocoa pebbles yeah, we've talked about Cocoa Pebbles before in some sort of platform. Cocoa Pebbles is really, really good. And I agree with Jack that it is an underrated cereal. I I mean, they're essentially Rice Krispies that are chocolate flavored and they make mm-hmm. chocolate milk and they get soggy quickly. But I like it. I haven't had Cocoa Pebbles in a while, but I think that out of these three cereals, that's ranked number one for me. Interesting. I, I was not like a Cocoa Pebbles gal growing up. Like, it, I mean, I think I would enjoy them. But they're not something I've really had a ton of. So, like, I would say they're probably second in this list for me. Um, We have Captain Crunch, which for me is numero uno, baby. I don't fuck with Captain Captain Crunch. What? I think the the thing is, for me, Cinnamon Toast Crunch is superior to Captain Crunch. Oh, yeah. If that's everybody, shrimp or no shrimp, that's everybody's favorite cereal. (laughs) I forgot the little shrimp scandal. Um, And his third type is Grape Nuts. Which he says is a great breakfast food because it's high in fiber, I guess, low in calorie. How the fuck old is Jack? uh, 72. Everybody keeps talking about grape nuts in my circles, though. Why is everybody so obsessed with grape nuts? I've never had this cereal in my life. I haven't had it either. I don't even understand what it is. Why would you name cereal grape nuts? It It doesn't sound highly suspicious. Yeah, Yeah, it doesn't look... Appetizing. Look at this. Look at um, this. 
it's like so yeah so Janice and he like explores the different reasons for needing them you know your Captain Crunch is like a dessert cereal like a snacky cereal whatever and then he ends up only getting the grape nuts and it's like well, well you got fucked in that situation I want to know what kind of bullshit budget they put um, Graham's put on them like why can't Jack have all three cereals I feel like well you know why because this rinky dink ass grocery store they're shopping in probably charges like six dollars a box <laughs> like a bitch oh, yeah. go to your local fucking shop right and you'll yeah. get those two for five. I know. I know. I felt bad for Jack in this moment because I feel like he's right. Like these cereals are for three different they occasions. Are. Yeah. And Jen was very stingy. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, only one box of cereal. And she says only grape nuts, probably because this she prefers grape nuts out of the three. Trash. This is, that's because Jen wasn't loved as a child. Like, <laughs> we need, she needs better cereal op- options. I don't um, know. These grape nuts feel so suspicious to me. Yeah. And then, because, of course, Ethan is in the store. Because why wouldn't he be? Um, and he says he came back into town for Cape Fest, which is a free concert in the park. Um, he talks about like moshing and I'm like, where are we? Um, and he says, oh, it's no, it's like a campsite. People hang out. Ethan's like, oh, you should come. Jack lies, says he's a big fan. And big then, fan. yeah. And then Ethan's like, well, who's your favorite Foo Fighter? And he says, Courtney Love. The fuck? <laughs> I mean, I guess it was a fine guess. Um, Back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's in the alternative nation, just not quite in the right zip code. I can't name one Foo Fighter either, Jack. Uh, me neither, honestly, but it's fine. Um, and he's like, oh, well, you should come anyway. So it's like very flirty behavior from Ethan to Jack. Yeah. It's flirty. Jack is so shy around Ethan. You can totally see the dynamic between them, how Ethan is such, like, so much in the power position yeah. between the two of them. Yeah. Um, and there's not much of an age difference between them, but there is a life experience difference between them. Yeah. And it's very evident in this um, episode how, I don't know, that Ethan is just kind of... Ugh. Like it's in the dynamic as though he is like a much older person and he could like manipulate or like push Jack into certain directions. Um, in the sen- like in the sense of I just feel as though like he's like, I know more than you and like this is what you should do. And I don't know. I'm definitely like hopping off the Ethan train. I got on fast and I left fast. I think that like, well, you were, it's because you were like digmatized by his like yeah. adorable face, it, right? It happens. Yeah. yeah it's, it digmatized is a true thing. No, mm-hmm. I agree. And we'll get into it more later. But like, I think Ethan is really giving off not only mixed signals, but a bit of like, elitism in the experience department and I don't appreciate that for our guy Jack Mm -hmm. um back to school so we get Andy doing her Andy thing she wants to be involved in the school play um and this fucking teacher I forget his name I wrote it down Mr. Broderick thank you he fucking sucks yeah he really does he's an English teacher and the um the theater director and I guess this is his fifth play 
his fifth year doing um, plays that all flop. They all yep. suck, apparently. And yep. half of it's because he's hard to work with and the students, like, give up on him halfway through. Um, and she comes up to him and she's trying to talk to him about being the assistant director and he is disregarding her. Oh, you have to audition like everybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know like you want to get in, but I don't have time for this. And she's trying to like get his attention and like make him listen. And she's like, she stops him and she goes, look, you need me for this. I'm smart. I'm bossy. I'm super efficient. Like I am the assistant director. Relatable and content. Like, <laughs> and he's like, why didn't you just say so? But she and- was trying. Yeah, she was trying. She and was he trying. just kept dismissing he- her. Yeah, he hears himself. He is actually the worst. Like, I'm going to have so he- much shit to say about him later this episode. Yeah. Yeah. He's he sucks. He's the worst. Um, we're back at the Learys and like Dawson and Joey are there and Dawson's like super pissed about the camera. But Joey tries yeah. to say, well, she's entitled to it, too. Um, you know, that's but, true. Yeah. Which is fair. But not for four weeks. No, four weeks. I feel like two. Like, right. If the one if yeah. the allowance is one week, two should be the max. And then Dawson should get two weeks, too. Yeah. And then bounce it back to her. Like, I'm sure there's I mean, there's a lot to do with filmmaking. I'm sure there's other things you could do in those two in that two week break. Yeah. Um, so the house is empty because Gail is taking some of the furniture to her new some, place. Some, all the furniture. All like, like the dining the fr- room set, Except I think. Except for the giant head that was there that was like made of paper mache. It's like, no, Gail, like take, take that, that too. <laughs> no, like that's just like, you can tell yeah. that she's like, this is why I'm moving out. This stupid bullshit yeah. that Mitch brings in. She's done. What was that thing? I don't know. It was know. just like a giant head. Um, and Gail is really happy that Dawson is being so positive about the divorce and understanding. And she asks him to keep doing that because it's going to keep like make everything easier for everything. And Dawson's like, I think he's just so numb to this divorce at this point where he's just like, I aim to please like okay yeah he just wants to be he wants it to be over with at this point and I think he thinks that like once it's official and like Gail's stuff is moved out and she's actually living in the apartment I feel like he'll he will feel settled and like he will feel like he'll be over it unfortunately that's like usually not how feelings work and so unless you're gonna like process those feelings that you're feeling like they're just gonna come up later they're gonna bubble up in some way shape or form yeah do you feel like it's right for Gail to take to totally like take all the furniture in the entire house so that they're just furniture less? Like poor little Dawson is going to have to know. sit on the floor instead of I a think couch. I think what it should have happened, like in my opinion, I mean, this is all I don't know anything about divorce or anything like that. But like, I feel like if that's part of the settlement, that's like fair. However, I feel like there should have been some arrangement where it's like, OK, let me go buy a new dining room table and then you could take this one. Mitch should have bought place. her out of the furniture. Either that or Mitch yeah. should be buying a new dining room table to replace the one Gail fucking took. They can't be furnitureless. That's ridiculous. It looks really empty in there. It looks so empty well, because yeah. there's literally nothing in there. Yeah, it's barren. Um, Joey asks Dawson if she if he wants to talk about the divorce. And he's like, well, what's there to say? Like, I'm just glad that it's finally over. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I want to know what you're feeling. And he's like, I'm still working on that. Like, I don't know what I'm feeling. Yeah. And like, we'll get into it later. But I think like this is totally 
like this is fine like this this is allowed like just because somebody asks you about your feelings doesn't mean you have to tell them doesn't mean you have to you know share your every thought with them even though that's the way things have kind of always been with Dawson and Joey you know they've been friends through a lot of life's traumatic events and Mm -hmm. but like this is a different one right like she she's been through a lot but she hasn't been through her parents divorcing so I don't necessarily blame Dawson for what happens later in the episode like Joey gets pissed about yeah they're Um, also still not at the place that they once were yeah no you're right why would Dawson spill his guts out and tell him tell her like his deepest darkest thoughts to a person that you know a kind of like abandoned him the summer prior no you're right it's he like they're they're getting better like you can we see wait like uh shades of their former friendship in this episode they're trying they're trying but they're not quite there i mean it takes a long time to build back that trust and love and you know all of that um meanwhile jack and jen are going camping (laughs) no um jen is is you (laughs) Yeah, Jen is me. I don't like camping. I She's like, don't where are the to, toilets? Uh, I want to know where the showers are. I want to know where the toilets are. I've never pitched a, um actual tent before. Can I tell you that Jen is doing this horrifically incorrectly? Well, I wouldn't know what to do either. Usually, I mean, to be fair, this is in the 90s, so I don't know, but most tents come with instructions like built into a tag on the inside of the bag so that you always have them if you have the tent. Now, how you're supposed to pitch a camping tent is you start off by laying out all the fabric and staking it to the ground and then you do the poles. You don't start with the poles. It makes no sense to do it the way she's doing it. Okay. If I ever go camping, I'm going to have to like do something. Like we get there and we're like, okay, we have to I'm pitch sorry, a tent. I'm sorry. You just put that in air quotes. <laughs> so yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm going so, like, to do something. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get to the campsite and then it's like, okay, we got to like pitch the tent. And I'm going to be like, oh, like, let me, like, I have to go to the bathroom. And then, like, I leave for like two hours until two, the tent's back how up. How long do you think it takes to pitch a tent? I, I have no idea, Jessica. Okay, That's what I'm here's saying. The thing. I but I don't t- want any part of it, and I want to disappear while this happens. <laughs> I have two things to say to that. One, even with a normal, even with a tent Jen had, maximum amount of time you're putting that thing up is like 10 minutes, maybe 15 if you're bad at it. Number two, I actually have a really nice tent. I got one of them, I forget what they're called, but instead of having to assemble all the rods and like put it all in the fabric, it's all in one. You literally flatten it out and it's done in 30 seconds. Like my tent's pretty big, so it's helpful if you have a second person, but one person could do it on their own. And it would take literally two minutes. I guarantee you, if you gave me your tent, oh, no, it you would take it me two, two hours. I didn't say you would be able to do it in two minutes. I don't know shit about tents. I, I mean, but I love camping. Jen doesn't. Um, no. This, so it looks like, um, what's that thing? I, I can't remember the name. What's the thing that people go to in California that's like hipsters go to it? Uh, Coachella. Coachella. Well, Coachella is not in California, by the way. But sorry, whatever. this is baby Coachella, like baby, baby, baby. Yeah, Coachella. it's like Coachella or like, yeah, like Coachella. It's a music festival. Yeah, like it's not. At first, last week, I was like, oh, this is going to be like Burning Man, but it's not because I mean, um, 
because there's like um a, a big concert like Woodstock yeah. or something like yeah. That. So Jen and like Jack are chatting about this, and Jen is like, "Oh, you're like you know you're taking a leap," and he's like, "Oh no, I'm just getting to know Ethan," mm-hmm. and Jen is like, "Okay, now you have to play it cool." She's trying to give Jack advice. By the way, very happy that we're getting our Jack and Jen stuff back again. Yeah, um, they're cute this episode. They, I love the like, best little digs they give each other. I just think it's very yeah. fun. Um, and Jen's like, okay, well, you have to like play it cool. Don't be too like, you know, don't be too forward, whatever. And immediately Jack is like, I gotta go look for Ethan. Yeah. She she was like, let Ethan come to you. And he's like, I'm gonna go look for Ethan. Yeah. He can't play it cool. No. Which to be fair, like we've all been Jack in this situation. He has a crush. It's really hard to control your crush. Yeah. I got a crush on you. Yeah. I want to feel, remember that song? Uh, wait. Uh, Yes. Yes, it's yes, I do. such a good song. I used to uh, like, do you remember when Jessica Simpson made, what the hell, was it edible perfume? Ma'am? i this up. No, what Jessica Simpson made edible something or other. Hold on. She edible. made edibles. It was edible perfume. And remember the commercial? Oh my God. Yes. This is the cover of it. It was weird because she was like holding a cupcake. Why would you <gasps> want to eat your perfume? Oh, I do remember this. That was like a whole thing. And I remember the cover of it. It looked like it should be like um, like foam. What's the foam stuff you put in your hair? Not gel. Mousse. It looked like it should be I mousse. do. I do remember. I owned this. Yes. yes. I owned it. Yeah. This was a big thing. I remember the commercials for this. Yeah. I, I, I owned it. I yeah. had one of the flavors. It's like mousse. Yeah. Anyway, yep. that's what I was just thinking of. Um. So, right. So, okay. So, Jack's looking for Ethan. Um, we're back at the play auditions. And Andy's taking notes. Everybody fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah. But we, we always see this. I Like, in yeah. every single thing where it's, like, a theater or yeah. choir or whatever, you always see the montage of, like, people sucking. Yep. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, we get this one person who's, like, almost tolerable. And Andy's like, I like this. This is the person. And then um, Mr. Uh, Broderick is like, I have somebody in mind for the part. And she's like, who's that? And he's like, it's the student that's like a degenerate that owes me a favor. And like right away, I knew it was Pacey. I mean, of course it's Pacey. Like, first of all, even without that like little clue, we probably would have assumed Pacey was going to pop up at some point here. Um, But yeah, so of course the he's like, well, the guy's not or or, um, I love Andy being like, there's two different factors, those with talent and those who can expand on that talent. And this guy is not prepared nor on time. And like this is Andy. Like, again, I I don't want to like emphasize this too. Well, I do want to emphasize this strongly. The earlier season of the earlier episodes of this season, that was not mm-hmm. Andy. This no. character, this is who Andy is. And I was like mm-hmm. so excited we got to see her return to her Andiness. Yes. Yeah. And it 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 is very much a whiplash. Like there was no transition. But there at this not. point at this point, do we even care? No, I don't care. No. I would no. rather them immediately turn Andy back into Andy than have some type of transition where they try to justify all of the nonsense that they did to her for earlier mm-hmm. in the season. Yeah. Yeah. I do too. So um we 
We get PC coming in mm-hmm. to read for the role. He's good. And Andy is like over it. Very, very over it already. She's like, oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, you can't really blame her. Like she's trying to get into a project which not only looks good on her college applications, but just something that she can mm-hmm. be passionate about and kind of move on. And of course, her ex walks in. Right. Like this, it, you know, it's it sucks. Um, but we are now at Nikki's and Dawson stops by to reiterate something. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) You're so dumb, Dawson. How, like, what audacity do you have to go to Nikki's house and then yell at her about the camera? Like, you're going into her space. At first, I was like, oh, like, Nikki's waiting for Dawson at his house. No, we're at Principal Green's house. You have no right to go over to Nikki's house and be like, let me reiterate something for you. It is selfish and rude to take out the camera, especially, um... Because you're privileged enough to be the principal's daughter. It's like, go away. Yeah, Nikki's like, I didn't even know you wanted the camera. Like, to me, like, okay, yeah, maybe she's a bit, maybe it's a bit much to take it for four weeks. We already said that. But she also, to give her credit, we she didn't know Dawson was going to want to borrow the camera. And if he had just said, yeah. hey, can I, like, take it for one week in that four-week period or something like that, maybe she would have been open to it. But the way he approaches her is just so, like, aggressive and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just rude. The way he says things is very rude and kind of, like, condescending. Um, and so... She's just, you know, it's just, she's like, well, you just have to get used to it. Um, And of course, in comes Principal Green. (laughs) He's like, hey, there's my second favorite filmmaker in Cape Side. Hey, buddy. Hey, bud. He's like, I I heard that you and Nikki have become like really fast friends. (laughs) And Dawson's like, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you know what? Why don't you come over for dinner? Come on, stay for dinner. Come on. Stay for, stay for dinner. Yeah. And both of them were like, no, like we couldn't. He's like, I insist. I insist. I'm your principal. You have to listen to me. Even you not have during to, And I'm your, I'm your father. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dawson gets pulled in to dinner with the Greens. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to that in a bit because we're back at Coachella um, with Jack and Ethan. And of course, like, where do you find all the hot guys? Of course, they're in trees. I mean, he's like, like, did you know I'm athletic, too? Look, I'm in a tree. Like, Ethan's like, hey, I I climbed this tree. You can come up here, too, but you can't because you're younger than me and less experienced. (laughs) So you can't climb up this tree. Yeah. So Ethan's like, oh, do you want to grab a bite to eat? And then he's like, oh, well, you didn't ask for my number. Like Jack says, Ethan, he didn't ask for Ethan's, or excuse me, Ethan says Jack didn't ask for Ethan's number. And Jack says he was paranoid and that, oh, well, you didn't ask for my number either. And he's like, well, I didn't do it because I knew I could. And I don't, immediately I'm like, all right, Ethan, I know who you are. Yeah, that's when I was like, I don't like you anymore. Like you're, I don't, I didn't like that. Um, And then he, they talk and then he's like, Oh, this is the first time you ever talked to another gay person. And he was like, well, Jack says, unless you count the Internet. And then Ethan's like, I don't. I know. It's like, okay. first of all, Jack is very young. Jack is what, like 16, 17. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, he's inexperienced. On top of that, he lives in a very small town. And this is way before there were like 
major internet ways to meet up with people like it's not that wild to me that Jack has very little experience he just came out I mean it wasn't even that long ago that he came out right yeah I don't like the vibes that Ethan is giving off in this scene once again I think that it's elitist I think that's a good word for it I think that he looks down on Jack and um I think that I don't like the vibes that he's giving off, even if he's good looking. Oh, yeah. Like cuteness can only fix so much. And yeah, I'm not feeling him. Yeah. Cuteness can't fix an ugly personality. Boo. Uh, Roasted. So so Jen is pulling a Sarah and is trying to set up the tent and it's just not going well. (laughs) And then she's like, I want a burger. Yeah, she sees, like, this random guy, and she's like, where did you get that burger? And he's like, there's this dude over there giving out free veggie burgers. So Jen's like, fuck the tent. I want a veggie burger. And then Henry is, like, cooking up burgers, and he's like, do you want your buns toasted? And Jen's like, I thought you'd never ask. Yeah. Um, And Henry sees her and is like, no. Yeah, (laughs) he doesn't have time for a small talk. He's like, no, um, she wants want a, a burger, burger or not. <laughs> and then he, she asks. And here's the thing. Like, Jen, girl, you know, things didn't end well with you and Henry. Find somebody else to have out help us to pitch your tent. <sighs> She's like, can you can you fix my tent? And then he's like, oh, I guess. And then she goes, I never knew you were a vegetarian. And Henry's like, you've never asked. Yeah, Henry is so pissy this episode, and He's honestly, the drama. it was very funny to watch how yeah, annoying yeah. he was. Yeah, do you really think that Henry is a vegetarian, or he just likes veggie burgers? Like, you could eat um, veggie burgers with not being a, without being a vegetarian. We should have kept an eye on when, like, he went to the ball thing with Jen on what he ate. Well, he's just going to be eating green beans. <laughs> We're just going to spot that. <laughs> this is like a 12-episode arc of Henry being a vegetarian. Okay. We need to keep an eye on this from now on. If we see him eat an ounce of meat, we call that shit out. I and I will. Yes. Uh, so he she's like, you know, it seems like you're a little ambivalent trying to see me. He's like, you let me on for the sole purpose of crushing me, which yeah. I don't think it's true. And neither does Jen. No. And like, the, yeah. but I what I will say is that he accuses her of taking satisfaction and being the requited one in the unrequited love. This I do believe like this. I believe that she gets pleasure out of being liked like everybody does. Right. Like you're going to tell mm-hmm. me if someone likes you, you're not like, oh, like feeling yourself a bit. Like, come on. Right. Now. Yeah, that's true. But I never thought that was a malicious thing. I just thought no. that. I just thought she didn't take it so seriously. Like, Henry knew nothing about her, and he was slobbering all over her. Yeah, I don't think that she really took his... I don't think she realized that, like, pretending to be friendly with him would, like, hurt him or anything. I don't know. But, like, she calls them friends, and he's like, we haven't spoken in a month. I was giving you the silent treatment. I'm like, oh, my God, Henry, I'm over your babyish attitude. The silent treatment? How old are we, 10? <laughs> I can't. I don't remember the last time I gave someone the silent treatment. Because but maybe adults. I should give it another go. It doesn't work because 
if someone gave me the silent treatment, I'd be like, you're a baby. Goodbye. Like, I would not be putting <laughs> up with that shit. Not even a little bit. I am not no. passive aggressive. I am aggressive aggressive. Don't be passive aggressive with me because that's not going to work. Like, I Henry haven't given you the silent baby. treatment. Okay, you'd want to do it right now. I'll do the rest of the fucking stuff. Oh, okay. I'm, I am kind of thirsty. I did want to get some water. So you you go over the next scene. Okay. Okay, so Sarah's going to go get some water. Um, so, yes. So, Henry has been giving her the silent treatment. He says she hasn't even noticed. And he gets, like, all sassy. And he's like, put up your own tent. Henry needs to calm the F down. Like, he's a big, big baby. And, like, here's the thing. The reason Jen didn't want to date him in the first place is because she says he's immature. And he's just showing his immaturity by be giving her the silent treatment, by being so nasty. Like, if you don't want to help her put up the tent, that's fine. But you don't have to put her down in that way. You could just say, I'm too busy cooking fucking veggie burgers. Yeah, I love how he was like, you can fall off the face of the earth and I wouldn't even notice. <laughs> or you this wouldn't is, even notice. Do we think Henry is a Pisces? He's for sure a water sign. Other, I mean, they're all water signs. He's a cancer, point. I think. Maybe, maybe. I feel like he gives cancer. Oh my vibes. gosh, yeah. He He's like, you can put up your own goddamn tent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that Henry has taken over like the pissy boo boo baby lines. He has. He's taken that um that spot from Dawson, I think, for now. Um, I mean, yes, Dawson I think still they're both has pissy boo boos. <laughs> yeah. They're both babies. Yeah. Um. So we're now at the Nikki dinner. Um. And uh, this is like apparently the first cinematic achievement of Nikki was a day in the life of Daddy. <laughs> That sounds adorable. I, I want to see what Principal Green is doing all day. I mean, uh, wait, like not while he's not principaling. Yeah, like oh, like grooming his mustache. Wa- Daddy, da- <laughs> Daddy groomed his mustache for an hour, then made us waffles. <laughs> then we walked the dog. Um, yes. Ew. Wait. The real dog. <laughs> Nasty. That's what they call it in Dawson's Creek. I forgot for a um, second. Yeah. Um, and then he says, did you ask, um, th- are you going to like have you asked to help on the film yet? Or he asked if he's going to work on Nikki's film. Yeah. And Dawson's like, I don't even know what the film's about. And she's like, it's for crew only. Yeah. <laughs> None, like, not for you to know. This is like, so at first, before we find out the reason she doesn't tell him at the table, this seems very snotty. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you can't know, bitch. It's a secret. You're going to steal yeah. my ideas. Yeah. And she's, um, and then she's like, do you want to help? And she's like, I don't need your help. And then Mr. Principal Green is like, I think you guys should work together. It's very I awkward. agree. I think that they should work together. I think so, too. But here's the issue. This is like if you have two Leos in a group project, like mm-hmm. someone needs to be in charge and both of them are going to want to take charge. So unless mm. Dawson can like take a back seat and not be a critical baby, then they're going to have problems. Like if he understands his place, yeah. they'll be fine. But I don't think he would. No, Dawson would be like right next to Nikki behind the camera being like, oh, I think we should do this. And Nikki yes. is not going to take well Nikki's to that. Nikki's like, go get everybody coffee, please. Yeah. A latte, please. Make me a latte with two pumps of caramel. Thank you. <laughs> yes. uh, so now we are back to Cape Fest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan and Jack are 
talking about um, their life experiences, essentially. Yes. And... This was such you know. a boring, um, <laughs> such a boring point in the story. I literally blah, have blah. two lines about this, and it says Ethan knew he was different when he was young, and then I wrote Ethan's stuff got taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Jack, yeah, Jack hasn't kissed anybody, um, and then they go to discover that yeah, his stuff got stolen, which is why I don't want to go camping. Another reason: well, bears, a bear could have stolen it. A, ba- a, a human. I mean, a human is way more likely. Um, yeah, like, I think that at, like, this type of thing, this isn't normal camping. This is, like, concert camping. When you're normal camping, people don't steal your shit, generally. When you're concert camping, dude, you got to be on that shit. You cannot leave your site unattended. Yeah, even if you put a lock on your tent, they could probably still pick up the tent. I mean, that's how tents work, so absolutely they could. Or, like... Open it up with a knife or something. Yeah, everyone brings um, brings lock clippers when they're camping. Yeah, of course. I just I just don't think that this is a fun activity. Um, so they he basically invites Ethan to stay in their tent for the night. Like very very ballsy move when you've just met this dude. Am I wrong? It's incredible. It's it's. But I think that he's like oh. We're vibing like I'm just going to want to keep talking to him. We're going to hang out. We're going to have a night together. Just chat in the night away. And that's not what happens. No, we'll get there. Um, So we're back to the play. Um, Andy immediately is like, Pacey, you have to quit. Um, but PC oh. says that he can get a C in English if he does the play because Mr. Broderick thinks that PC will be good at this. Yeah, I do. Did you like Andy was totally like, what has become of you? Yeah. What is wrong with you? A C? Is that what we're aiming for these days? Andy doesn't know that Pacey's failing. I feel like if Andy knew that Pacey was failing nearly all of his subjects, except for like one lonely D, then I think that Andy would feel awful. Like she would feel like it's her responsibility to fixed it again yeah i think if andy knew the true extent of of pacey's uh struggles in school that she would definitely have a lot to say about it like because yeah, they worked very PC, hard yeah andy just thinks that pacey's like fucking around again and like being his trolley self mm-hmm. uh that's not what he's doing no um but she tries to convince him to quit the play and says like look like Mr. Broderick is awful. He has like breakdowns every other hour mm-hmm. and people are quitting over this. And like, and this is the, my favorite line. Like I got into this to get over you, to give myself a new focus. And instead your presence is giving me a perpetual myopia. Yeah. It's a great line. I mean, like this is how you know that really smart people write this, uh, <laughs> write this show. Yeah. That myopia is. Yeah. Cornucopias. Myopia. Cornucopia. We can rhyme things here. (laughs) Yep. I'm smart too. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Like you. Here's the thing. Like I feel for both of them. And this is why I like that we're back to the good stuff in season three. Because like I feel for both in this situation. Neither one of them, of course, wants to be working in the same vicinity as their ex. But both of them need to be involved in this play for different reasons. Do you think that, A, 
Pacey should quit, B, Andy should quit, C, they should just, like, grin and bear it and both be in it, D, should they both quit? This is a tough one. I think I think Pacey needs the grade. So I think I think it's more important to Andy, but I think Pacey really needs that grade. And so I think they both should just I think it's I think they just should just be able to work together. Like I think you should yeah, just, just if you're mature enough. Yeah. And I think they both have it in them to be mature and handle it. And so that's what I would vie for. Now I think if it's two different characters, maybe my answer is different. But I think Pacey and Andy are mature enough. To be able to move past that aspect of it. Because they they have a sal- salvageable situation. Like, they could be friends, you know? Like, it's possible, I think. We'll see. Only time will tell if they yeah. can truly be friends. What do you I think? think that, I think that in order for them to be friends, that's not your question, but... I think that Andy needs to find something, somebody new first at the same time that Pacey finds somebody. Like, they have to be interested, uh, like, truly interested in, uh, to, uh, like, another person before they can be friends. So they because, don't fall back into those romantic yeah, yeah, ways. Yeah. I see what that, you mean. And then in terms of, like, who should quit, nobody should quit. They should just grin and bear yeah, it. I agree. Yeah. Um, Dawson is spying on Nikki's room, and he's very surprised to see that, like, Unlike his room, there's no me- um, movie memorabilia, there's no posters, there's, like, no really, like, you know, ode to movies or directors, and Nikki's like, what? Like, what's up with your room? Is it, like, a Spielberg shrine? Did you love and- this moment? Because I felt like you were just, like, living your best life because we've been calling <laughs> Dawson's room crusty for three seasons yeah. now. Yeah, like, I, f- I mean, I feel like Dawson just really gets like a piece of humble pie by being around Nikki Mm -hmm. who just calls it like it is. She totally has him like drawn out to a T the type of person he is and Mm -hmm. what he likes. And Nikki is saying that, you know, just because I love film doesn't mean that's my end all be all only interest. She says that, Um, I have tons of different interests and that helps inspire me to make movies about my other interests. She's like, if your only interest is movies, then you're only going to make movies about other movies. I wish if you think about it, that is almost practically like all of what Dawson has done thus far for his films is Mm -hmm. make movies based on other movies. Yeah. Well, like he did. So he did the one that's like Blair Witchy, basically. And his only other. Yeah. And the other movie he did was literally like autobiographical. So he hasn't ever really made a film about his interests. Like, Mm -hmm. I think her point is very sound that you have to have other interests. So you have things to make films about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dawson's argument is if you find if you're lucky enough to find one thing that you're so passionate about, then why not immerse yourself fully in it? Um, so it's an interesting argument, and I think that Nikki is right. Like you should have other interests, but sometimes when people are very passionate about that about one thing, they get very focused on that one thing. So it's just how different people operate really um nikki then apologizes for her dad um she really 
um, he really wants her to make friends, Mm -hmm. and they relate to each other on divorce because they're both now of children of divorced parents. And And it's very all recent, too, because her her parents are just getting divorced. That's why she came to Cape Side. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think that Dawson realizes, he says that he would have never realized that she goes Mm -hmm. through anything because she's so um, put together. And she said, um, it's a facade. I'm just like a really angry kid on the Mm -hmm. inside. Angry enough to make a film about it. Hence, this is what her film is about. Yeah. This is her secret. Um, It's really about like the American family and what makes the American family uh, functional or dysfunctional. Uh, And then she asked Dawson about the divorce and how he's feeling about it. And he talks about it, unlike him talking to Joey about it. He felt comfortable talking to Nikki about the divorce because they could relate to each other about it. Yeah. And I love the way he says, like, he doesn't think about it about it much that they're not together and then other times it sneaks up on you and I mm-hmm. thought this was so interesting this next line was so interesting I mean I'm not um the product of divorce or like, I'm not I'm not a child of divorce um so I don't I don't know what that experience is like um but he mm-hmm. says it's a disappointment of being the product of something that didn't work out um there are primary examples of love um and Like, this is so interesting to think about because they always say, like, you know, oh, the kids shouldn't blame themselves and blah, blah, blah. But, like, imagine being the product of something that, you know, doesn't end up working out. Mm -hmm. Um, I just really liked this. And, like, I think, again, I think it makes total sense for Dawson to be having this conversation with Nikki because she knows what he's going through. Not that Joey can't, you know, find ways to sympathize, empathize with Dawson, but she's never been through that. And Nikki has and is going through it simultaneously with Dawson. So to have someone who has a similar interest like filmmaking, who's going through a similar situation with her family, it makes perfect sense for him to be divulging, you know, a little bit of his feelings to Nikki. They have a lot in common, and that's mm-hmm. kind of why I think that, if nothing else, a good friendship between these two characters is something yeah. that we could get out of it. Yeah. Yep. I really liked the scene, Um, and this is when, like, Dawson, he's, like, about to say something, and he ends up, like, he's, like, I gotta go. I gotta go. He, like, yeah, can't he gets really sentence. choked up about it. Yeah. Which, like, fair. Like, he's still in, in the thick of it all, right? His mom hasn't even he moved is. out yet. Um, well, barely. And she left that big, scary thing. Exactly. Um, so we're back to camping. Jen never figured out the tent. Um, and now Ethan is with Jack. And um, and so Jack says that, like, tells Jen the situation. Um, and he's like, I offered a spot for Ethan. And he asks her to leave until midnight, which is like. A specific time and like where the fuck is she supposed to go Jack like I we have no idea like if this is in Cape Side she could just go home like she doesn't need to stay well, there like, yeah like I guess he's just like you know I just want to have a couple of hours alone with Ethan you go and hang out in the art circles or with the guitar yeah. people get another veggie burger I don't know like <laughs> do something he's essentially putting the sock on the door handle Basically. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, I'm just going to go home and I'll pick you up in the morning. Um, yeah. And of course, she walks over and sees Henry playing guitar and singing. 
And uh, she had no clue that he was able to do that. Yeah, she's like mesmerized. She's like, I had no idea you weren't a total dork. I had no clue. Yeah. And she decides to stay and listen to him. And he's singing that like uh, that song. I don't know. It's like no surrender. That's the song he's singing. I have no song. And no clue what song that was. Oh, I thought see, that I've just heard it. A song. No, I've heard it, and it looks like actually the actor is actually playing guitar. I don't know if he is, but it looks like if he's not, he's very good at pretending to because he's playing actual chords. I think that he's doing a good job. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, we get Pacey rehearsing. Do you think that he was fake p- acting poorly? Um, I'm sorry. Wait, say that again. What? Woo. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so Pacey's reacting in the scene, and I felt like he wasn't doing a very good job, and I was wondering if he was... Doing it on purpose? Doing it on purpose to get fired from the position. Oh, I don't so think that, so. You don't think so? You just think that he wasn't getting the direction? I think I think he was getting direction, but very poor direction from the poor teacher. Direction. Like, yeah. I, the teacher kept saying louder and angrier, louder and angrier, and, and then he, but then he like goes like over the top, and then he feels like he did a poor job again, and then he's like, "That's perfect." And Pacey's like, "Was it though?" And yeah. then Andy's like, "Why don't you try it like the like your normal sarcastic right, put self, yourself into it, which was a good delivery." Yeah, and um, Mr. Broderick is very dismissive of any direction coming from Andy. He goes, are you the director? No, I'm the director. Don't think ever. Just do the tasks. And um, he... I don't know. He, he's being a real dick. He's like he's a, a jerk off. He is. He's like, oh, you're confusing my actors. Like this is stupid because at least like take at least try it Andy's way. Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Like she's trying to help, and not only that, but you're a teacher, and this is a student, so she should be able to learn. And so if she's trying something, you should be like valuing that she's attempting to do something and attempting. To direct, you know, like mm-hmm. she's trying her best. And I just got very annoyed with him very quickly because he sucks. He's the worst. Mr. Broderick oh, yeah. sucks. Yeah, yeah. The teachers, especially the English teachers in this school, really blow. Yeah, it's truly, truly, they are the worst. They need to hire some good teachers here. Uh, we have Ethan taking Jen's sleeping bag and they talk about Jack and Jen's friendship. And he's like, Oh, I can tell already. Like, you guys, like, we're almost set up at a school dance. Like, this is like a tale as old as time. And Jack is right. And he wants to talk some more. And then freaking Ethan is like, I'm really beat. We have a big day tomorrow. I'm going to go to bed. And Jack is like, oh, like, I thought we were going to talk. And no, like, lights out. Time to go to bed. Um, Dick, I don't know. I hate this, too. It feels you will stay up as long as I want to stay up and you will talk to me. I feel like this feels like Ethan was just looking for a place to sleep. Like it feels like a dirty thing to do. Like have a casual conversation. Like 
I'm sorry. I've had times where like, yeah, I know I'm going to have a long day tomorrow or I know I have to get up early, but I'm enjoying myself. So it's worth the lack of sleep. And like if you're enjoying yourself with somebody, it's worth getting a few hours less of sleep. Like they barely yeah. were hanging out during the day. So to me, it doesn't feel like that much to ask of of. Ethan I mean I was already anti-Ethan by all his elitism earlier in the episode but now I was like very now you're really over yeah him. yeah I kind of just feel as though he just thinks of him like a kid like I don't know if like he I'm does, getting yeah. like very it just feels very Jake Gyllenhaal and Taylor Swift and oh I don't know God. if it's because like I'm in my <laughs> red mood yeah. like I've been like very Swifty the last few weeks But this is the vibes that I'm getting Like I just feel as though Ethan is Jake Gyllenhaal And a 30 year old Dating he's not Like Ethan's like I think Ethan's 19 or or 18 No he's home from prep school Oh he's from prep college oh my goodness No I think that Ethan's like 18 If that or 17 But still like he acts like he's 30 to Jack's 19 a la yeah. Taylor Swift and that's yeah. the vibes that's getting off how dare you drop my hand Ethan um <laughs> Ethan sucks um we- what am I supposed to do with that sorry <laughs> uh so Jen is approaching Henry um she's like oh that was so beautiful it was awesome she didn't know he could <laughs> sing don't don't compliment my playing oh my god she wants to talk to him um, Don't talk to me. He says she can't be his friend and push him away when his feelings scare her. And she oh, says God. she misses him. She misses the goofy way he looked at her with passion and intensity. Um, it made her think she was worth the fuss. This is like this is like everybody, right? Everybody wants to be yeah. loved. Everybody wants to be admired. It, you know, yeah. everybody has that feeling. Um, and he says every time. Uh, he says every time she walked by, he lost himself. He doesn't miss how much she never looked at him. And it's just like, Henry, can you just fucking quiet down? Can you just calm the fuck down for two fucking seconds and realize Jen is trying to be your fucking friend? Like, don't be a well, dick about it. He doesn't have it. to be Jen's friend. He doesn't have to be Jen's friend. He doesn't have to be but he also friend. doesn't have to be a fucking dick about it. Yeah, but like how else will he get the point across that he doesn't want to be near Jen? I think he could say it in a less dickish way. <laughs> He's like very snotty and very like um Well, we're not taking him seriously. Like maybe angsty. that's because yeah, I know, but maybe it's because we're once again looking at him like he's a fifteen year old and being childish. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. He's not very mature. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite scene. I mean, they're all my favorite scenes. Dawson comes home and he's like ripping off the posters off the wall. And he's like, never again. Throw out my E.T. figurines. Like, they suck. They are just stuffed animals. They yeah. were all right. Um, Joey comes in and she's so confused. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm taking down the posters. She's like, this is not who you are. And he's like, I'm not the kid who hung these posters up. My viewpoint has changed. I now see things in a different light. (laughs) So stupid. (laughs) This is so, like, extra. Like, he's just like, 
I'm, that's not me. I'm not him anymore. The kid with the posters, that's not me anymore. And then Joey, yeah. Joey is like, you're a sellout now. You're, <laughs> <laughs> you hung out with your worst enemy and you're a sellout. First you hang out with Eve and then the new film girl and you're tossing out your identity in the window. It's like, I don't understand how Joey doesn't realize that, I don't know, you know, people change and like you can like have different interests I don't know like I guess it does correlate like Nikki coming into town and him taking down the posters um but like at the same time it's like it's a fucking poster Joey like calm the fuck down yeah he says I'm closer to discover who I am than closer than who I well why do I do this to myself I'm closer to discovering who I am than I ever was I talked to Nikki about my parents and then she's like Joey's like, you talk to Nikki about your parents and not me. Yeah. And then she's very butthurt about that. You ran to her. Oh, my God. I can't. <sighs> like, the drama. And Dawson's this- like, how did this become about you? Yeah. Joey immediately turns it into a conversation about, like, them and their relationship. And um, jo- Dawson says that she gets all over him whenever a girl gets brought up. He hasn't asked. I love this. He hasn't asked once about Mr. Ivy League. <laughs> His name is AJ. Yes. And maybe you're not asking is worse than me attacking you. Oh, my God. And then the like, oh, his choice is civil. She's like, my choice isn't civil. He's like, you're yelling. So are you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. They are so bad. They are the worst. They really are terrible for each other. Very drama. So much drama. drama. This is the problem. The minute they like decide they're going to be friends again, anytime, again, unless they're both in relationships, this is what's going to, even when, right? Like even when there's a possibility of like maybe a Dawson and Nikki, maybe a Joey and AJ. Like They're never going to be okay until they're back together. Yeah. And then it's going to be unbearable again. Yeah. Um, so she leaves because that's what dramatic people do. And he shuts the window. Ooh, I would have access. Can I tell you what would have been better if If he he, had walked out onto the roof and just kicked the ladder down? Well, that's our dream. That's the dream scenario. But that's like. We've seen it once. No, he he didn't kick it it down. They like took it down. I think. No, he kicked it. No, he kicked it down. Did he? Well, he needed to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. And they took it down. Like, his parents took it down, but he oh, kicked right, it once. Right, Okay, he did kick it once. Yeah. Yeah. The next day, um, Ethan, I guess, is going to go to the concert. And I guess Jack's not going to the concert because they're separating. And he's like, you're not going to ask me for my number? Um, and Jack's <gasps> like, I didn't think that you wanted it. Like, you didn't want to talk last night and hang out. And... He was like, I was tired. I wanted to sleep. That has nothing to do with us being friends. Um, And Jax was like, okay, friends. And he's like, I figured you'd probably be interested. Um, And then they get into this conversation about how it's not like Ethan's not interested, but he would never be with Jack because it would be Jack's first. And he doesn't want, he feels like, he wants to be in Jack's life and the only way that's going to work out is if they are friends. 
this is such Bullshit. trash. This yeah. is like this. I, I mean, I can't say how much I hate this. First of all, it feels very manipulative and it yeah. feels very like very much mixed signals. Like you're very flirty with him. And then you say like, oh, but you're not ready for a serious relationship with like someone who's more experienced than you are. And then on top of that, it also feels kind of gaslighty. Like, yes, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's it's just atrocious. Like this is the exact opposite of what you should be doing because Jack first of all if Jack is the newbie that you keep calling him then this is the exact opposite of what he needs he needs somebody who's going to give him clear consistent signals like you're just messing with this fucking guy's head and like he has a crush on you and you fucking know it and you're saying like oh well maybe we could be friends like it's such a dick move you know what I am so sick of this Jake Gyllenhaal bullshit I have no time for this anymore (laughs) I am so over it. Yeah. He's a dick. He's a dick. Yeah. He stole Jack's red scarf and he will not give it back. Yeah. And uh, Jack says he was the first guy he was ready to take that step with. And he gets Ethan's number. Like, well, Ethan gives him his number. I'm so over Ethan. Yeah. Ethan sucks. Is he going to end up dating Ethan? Sucks. I, I mean, probably, and he's probably going to ruin little Jack's heart. Ugh, this is annoying. I'm annoyed. Little Jack. Little Jack. I hope that Jack's happily married right now, in the future, <laughs> not to Ethan. Only time will tell. Ethan is not a hot guy's name anymore. No. Canceled. No. Canceled. Um, we were at play rehearsal, and Mr. Broderick does not show up. Do you know who is in this Oh, scene? I know, bitch. Oh, you know. It is Minkus, bitch. Minkus? What are you doing there, Minkus? Minkus just showed up on Dawson's Creek like we weren't going to point him out. Yeah, Minkus is like, hey, guys, I'm in the play, too. Don't you worry. I'm here. I, have I transferred hair now. schools from Johnny um, Adams High <laughs> to Cape Side High. Yeah, and then Minkus would like us to believe that he actually is still going to graduate at John Adams High. I mean, because we spotted you over. He at transfers Side. back. Yeah, obviously. But he has brown obviously. hair now. Um, Don't like that. No. It darkens. It, it did darken. It darkens. So Pacey is like, we should just go on with the play without him. And Andy should take over. She's resistant this at is, first. This is very nice of Pacey. Can I just say? Like, yeah. he didn't have to say this. They're kind of, there's still some tense moments between them. And I feel like this is very much a like olive branch to Andy. Like, yeah, because he knows Andy's good at this. Yeah. He thinks that, you know, Andy was giving the good direction anyway. The people will follow her direction. Um, And she starts giving direction and everybody listens and follows her. And she's a natural leader. She makes a great assistant director slash director. Yeah, and um, and so finally, Andy's like, I don't want to get in trouble, but she gives in, and she she ends up doing a bunch of directions. And yeah, she's very talented. At this she has like, I mean, are we surprised? Andy's good at everything. Yeah, I'm um, not surprised. Yeah, um, back to camping. Uh, Jen finds Henry, and he asks, like, Are you lost? Oh, I'm kinda. Where'd you sleep? She says she came to apologize. Uh, for being careless with his heart and thinking that just because she's older, she knows better. She says he's right. She doesn't know what it's like to be in love like that, but she'd like to. Um, and like he he accepts her apology and he asks how she likes her coffee. That's nice. I don't think that Henry is like 
Is it possible? He's in. He was in lust with Jen. Like he was not yes. in love with her. I agree. He He's doesn't know who love. Jen is. Yeah. He doesn't even know about Jen's dark meth past. Exactly. You can't so, be in love with somebody when no. you barely know them. No, 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 no. And like he doesn't really understand that because. He's, He's a baby. young. Yeah. But, you know, like, they seem like they're vibing right now. Forgiveness. We love forgiveness. Yes. Also, they're, like, very young to be drinking coffee. But, like, you know, to each their own. What do you mean? Like, I did I not was drink coffee that young. I was drinking coffee that young. Oh, my. Man. Yeah, of course. Well, now what I want to know. Listeners, coff- when did you start drinking coffee? Because I must know. They serve coffee in high school. So. What? My, co- at, my high school did not serve coffee. At the high school cafeteria? No. In the morning? Absolutely. I do not believe they did. You crazy. I need to know. Listeners, tell us. Did you? What age did you start drinking coffee? I did not drink coffee, actually, until I was 21, I think. Oh, not because yes. Not because of, like, I felt like I needed to wait. But it was more of, like, I didn't like the taste of it and then once I turned 21 and I had like a job where I was up a lot earlier in the morning um I got used to like I started drinking it with a lot more cream and sugar than I do nowadays because I it helped me ease me into the taste I was drinking coffee like I was drinking my mom's coffee in her Weight Watchers meetings when I was like seven years old oh my god yeah that seems very young I mean that's how I wasn't like drinking like full cups at that age but (laughs) I was sipping when she wasn't looking. Oh, my God. Yep. The drama. (laughs) Drama. Um, So we're back at rehearsals, and they're going on, and Mr. Broderick claps, and he's taking all the credit for all these new revisions and how well it's going. And Pacey and the girl that is acting opposite Pacey both tried to give Andy the credit, but Mr. Broderick ignores them. And he goes off on Andy about, once again, like, you're just the assistant director. Like, go fix the props and or, like, put together props. And then he's like, this is all wrong. And she's like, this is the direction that you gave me. And he's like, don't argue with me. Just follow orders. And Andy runs off. Pacey follows. And she's like, I want to quit. And he's like, you can't quit. Like, you're really good. Um, and she, she's like, what am I supposed to do? Just like resume kissing his ass. And he's like, yeah, like that's what you should be doing. Like, keep going. Like, don't quit just because yeah. of him. Like, you need this. And she's like, what's in it for me? Um, and she goes, are you going to quit? Like, are you going to stay? And she's like, no, I'm not staying. And he's like, okay, see you at rehearsal. And she's like, no, but like, I said no. He's like, okay, I'll see you there. See you soon. <laughs> no, Pacey, I said no. Bye, Andy. See you at yeah, rehearsal. Yeah, I love this. Like, because he's like, oh, I need you. Like, he's like, I'll quit. Yeah. He's like, I need you to do this. And like, in this moment, in this scene, I really, really missed Pacey and Andy together. Like, it made me... Um, I love Pandy. I just, like, I... Okay, look. If somebody was like, Sarah, you can have anything in the universe, and it's like, Pacey and Andy get back together, or whatever the alternative is, I would say, yeah, like, I want Pandy to get back together. That would be amazing. I just don't see how they can do it. Oh, no, I'm just saying, like, this is shades of what their relationship was and, like, the mutual support and adoration and, like, just being there for each other. Like, this is, I mean, no offense, Joey and uh, fucking Dawson, but, like, 
Pacey and Andy have this in spades. They're not yeah. even like on friendly terms at the moment, and they're so much more supportive of one another. Oh, they than care about each Joey other. Dawson are. Yeah, uh, Joey and, then, and Dawson suck. <laughs> I'm going to so <laughs> boycott their wedding. <laughs> and they they want the best for each other, and it made me really really sad. I got to be honest; like it made me miss them so much because I just I feel like too. this was some of the best parts of season two, and like we got like a little. It was like, the best part of season of it. two. It was like an amuse was them, you know, and like that. Was well, it. it was Andy. It was Andy, and then it was them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One hundred percent. Their relationship was like a major, major, amazing part of season two. Um. And so that that's the end of that scene. Um, back to camping. Jen asks Jack how it went. And he says he got the less, let's be friends speech. Um, Jen roasts Jack for sending her off in the middle of the night. But she does forgive him. Um, and Jack's like, what's going on? You're in like a really good mood. Like, I love that he can sense this in her. Like, that's how good of friends they are at this point. Yeah. Like, he's like, what's going on? You're like very like chipper. And she's like, oh, I stumbled upon somebody. And he's like, oh, is it someone I know? And she's like, yeah, most definitely. But she like will not tell who it yeah, is. Yeah, I'm not telling you. He's like, no, you're going to tell me. I'm yeah. not telling you. You can I get out this. of me. This is so sweet. And so cute. Yeah, it was adorable. I liked this interaction and like the shop pulls away and you see them like, yeah. Play slapping like you know very it's very cute. cute. I love very it. cute. Um, Dawson is back in his empty room. Whoa. It's like if not the house is empty, now his room is empty. And it's Joey green. comes in and she's like, "Did you revoke ladder privileges or can I come in?" And she comes in with a gift. It's a John Lennon um, Imagine poster. Yes. And they talk about how when they were kids, one summer, they found, like, a box of old Beatles albums. And they, like, listened to them together for hours. And he really wanted to be a songwriter. He wanted to be, like, John Lennon. And back then, he wasn't just into Spielberg. He was Mm -hmm. also into music. Like, you weren't limited to one thing. And I just wanted you to remember that. Um, So, wow. Oh, my God. Amazing. Like, Dawson has more than one interest. Like... Can I tell you the best part of this entire scene was finding out that Graham yelled at them to turn off that hippie music. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says that I about died. But yeah, like, oh, great. Dawson likes the Beatles. OK, he likes Spielberg and the Beatles. Like, can you pick two more like beloved things like like at least give me a yeah. different artist that isn't like as no, popular as Dawson the Beatles. Is like a basic B. Like he, he really likes, is. He likes everything that's pop. His favorite food is pizza. His he drinks PSLs in the fall. <laughs> his favorite color is blue. Like he just likes everything that's yeah. basic. He is. Yeah. So um, Joey says that jealousy gets the best of her, and she um, she still hears Dawson no matter how much they yell. She hears him. Um, she wants him to share with somebody else, like she understands. Um, so he ends up like hanging up the poster. It looked crooked as fuck. Like it was bothering me just watching it happen. Um, get a <laughs> fucking a level. level. Do they need a level? They need yeah, a fucking a level. Honestly, yeah. Um, and she says you've always walked your own path. You just need to widen it a bit and be on the lookout for your Yoko Ono. And I was just like, <sighs> I don't think I thought we don't want a Yoko. Maybe a Yoko this was ono. before Yoko Ono went bad. I don't think so. I mean, he's not a fucking beetle, Joey. That's the thing. That's the tea. 
He's not fucking John Lennon. Like, no offense, Dawson. John Lennon is a fucking legend, and you're not. <laughs> and you're not. You're not. He has no talent. He has no talent. The song Imagine. The song Imagine. When I tell you, it is like I used to love that song when I was a teenager. I, I'd listen to it a lot. It makes me feel all the feels, and like nothing Dawson is ever ever gonna do is gonna make me feel like that. <sighs> I don't care. <laughs> Anyway, that was the episode. I still think we're, we're perfectly met on it. Like, I enjoyed discussing it, but, like, very met. Out on Ethan now. I think we both are. Uh, how do we feel, like, about Nikki now after this extra episode? I, like, I still like, like Nikki. Her? I think so, too. I don't think my feelings have changed on her. I think they're they're the same as they were before. Um, Nikki is um, exciting. I really kind of hope that Dawson develops a crush on Nikki okay. to distract him from the Joey stuff. From Joey, do you um, want to know what and, the next uh, name of the episode is? Yeah, what's the what's the next episode title? A weekend in the country. A weekend in the country. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think that they're going to go off and have a weekend in the country. I hope wow. it's all of them. I just hope it's all of them. Like, like all the, creek the whole all the creek creeps. Mm-hmm. I hope they all go to the country. Except I hope it's Ethan. just not no like. Ethan. No, Ethan, you're not invited. None for you, Glenn Coco. Yeah, go back to your prep school, you you know, prissy little fuck. (laughs) So elitist. So elitist. Um, I can't stand him. No, but um, but yeah, that was the episode. Like, I think we both were just kind of like very, very meh on it. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Um, but should we get into some feedback? Because we do have some emails and we also have, yeah, some, we some, we have a, a voicemail. voicemail. Yes. We had like a Twitter. Twi- we had um, a lot of Twitter responses. Okay. Well, I'll read an email well. while you pull up some some tweets. Um, we heard from Stefan. He says, hello from France. Hope you two are well. I'm very jealous he's in France right now. That's very cool. Wow, Stefan. Way to flex on us. He really did in the first sentence. He's like, look at me. I'm in France. Um, he says, uh, I'm, I mean, I guess changing your passion is a teenage thing, but come on, Dawson. Um, oh, so he must be on Joey's side. Um, he says, Joshua Jackson proving again he's the back da- best actor on the show. Um, he says he's a firm believer that people, most people do not give mixed signals at very least, at the very least, not intentionally. Jen does not fall in this category. She's giving so many mixed signals. Even uh, I don't know what's happening. She changes her mind about Henry more than Dawson changes career paths. But to be fair, this has always been her M.O. Prime season one uh, did the did the same with Dawson. You do you, Jen. So he feels I feel like he's on the opposite of our take that. He thinks Jen is giving Henry mixed signals. I mean, she is kind of, but I, we don't think it's intentional. I just don't think it's like malicious, but I think that yeah. I think that she probably I would assume for her it might be a little bit fun to see somebody just like yeah, over her. That's fair. Um 
so we heard from Dirtbag Kelly. Dirtbag Kelly says Captain Crunch is the only cereal I support in Jack's choices. Wow. I know. But it's so grody, guys. Like, it's so gross. Like, yeah. Don't you want Cocoa Pebbles? I mean... I, I like I like the Captain. I like Cocoa Pebbles. Um, and he says he missed Henry. He wasn't feeling how Henry was treating Jen, but then we got the four weeks cold shoulder, and you didn't even know about it, Jen. And he was back on Henry's side. So interesting. Okay, four. Okay, so like if she ignored him for like a month, and he was just waiting for her to say something to him, then I guess that kind of stinks. It but, does stink, but like but, speak up. You know what I mean? Like, did you reach out yeah. to her? I don't like when people are like, well, you ignore me. And it's like, I'm sorry. It's not a conversation is two ways. Like, did you initiate any conversation? Nope. So that's they, the she, thing I don't like. Yeah. And like, what has Jen been doing in the last month since the, um, I don't even know what Jen's been doing. She's, she took, she became a witch. <laughs> she was too busy becoming she a witch. She was making out with Pacey. <laughs> pa- yeah. Well, she, she was, was making out with Pacey. Taking Dan's lessons. Um, and she was then, busy. Yeah. Uh, and he says this is a wild reaction by Joey for Dawson changing up his room. No, we agree. This is a bit ridiculous. Um, and uh, he also misses Pandy. Um, and uh, let's see. I just uh, want Pandy to come back. I know. I know. Um, oh, and he just gave some context. Um, he gave us a story because we did ask for a story about like him being like the mix up, the name mix up last episode with AJ and Joey. Um, so yeah. he has he has a story. Um, he says, if you just hear or see my name, people generally assume I'm a lady. I usually have to introduce myself twice as they think they hear my name wrong. When I was in grade school, um, a kid we had a, or when I was a grade school kid, we had a, a substitute teachers. They thought I was trying to trick them during roll call. Oh, like they would say, like, put your oh, hand no. down. You're not Kelly. Um, <gasps> he said high school had its perks by being put on the lady side of a three point contest three years in a row. Um, I don't know. What, what's a three point contest? Oh, basketball. I don't know. Um, his favorite is during his Rotary Youth Exchange. They would have the schedule meet of all the exchange students in the country. So over a hundred of them held at a school. Um, the second one was at a school where we were all just split into rooms by sex with our names on the door for sleeping arrangements. So he's in a room with two girls, but they don't make uh, but they don't make the first night of the weekend. So I got the classroom to himself at bed. Um, day two, the girls show up. So that night at bed check, I'm told I have to switch rooms. So I threw a fit for 30 minutes where I just keep pointing at the door saying, but this is my name. You put me in this classroom. Uh, he didn't win the fight. Uh, fun fact to this day, when he meets new people, he still gets, I know, um, I know guy named Kelly 65% of the time. If they do in fact know a boy named Kelly, which I always find weird thing to say. Um, and he says, if you prefer to call him uh, DBK, feel free. Yeah, the DBK. The DBK. I think that you know, you just gotta own it. It's it's a good it's a good name. It's not a bad name. Machine no, Gun Kelly. Not. And Machine Gun Kelly got Megan Fox. <laughs> there you so, go. How about that? <laughs> um and then okay, so why don't you do the Twitter feedback and I'm gonna pull up this voicemail. Yeah, so I um, asked some questions in my feedback uh, thing. Is Henry correct to be mad at Jen? Uh, Tom Palmer says, nah, although when I was 15, I probably would have been. Mm -hmm. Um, While um, 
our friend Jen says, Jen's a queen. Henry is merely a freshman. And get a life, please, with the guitar and veggie burgers. Who are you to have a guitar and a veggie burger? Um, how dare you? I love um, <laughs> and then number two is Ethan playing hard to get? Tom Palmer says, I don't think so. I think he just doesn't want to break Jack's heart like he knows he would. Um, f- screw you. Um, Not Tom Palmer. Ethan. Screw you, Ethan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Jen said, Ethan is playing the role of teacher to Jack, and it's a touch nauseating. Just give him the damn number. Yeah, that's that's how I feel. I think that we shouldn't, we shouldn't do that. And then... Um, I said that how can we get um, Pacey to be the role of my leading man in my life instead of the leading man in this play? And Tom Palmer says he's a fictional character. And um, <laughs> thank you for clearing that up. Tom. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, and then our friend Cheeky Hobbit wrote in and he said he might be fictional, but he's goals. Oh, I know. I know he is goals. And then Jennifer says, as for Pacey, in real life, Jody won with the rest of us. We can continue to dream. Now, did you know that Joshua Jackson married this Jody model woman? And she's absolutely gorgeous. I believe it. And they have like at least one kid. And the kid is absolutely gorgeous. Is it the cherub baby? Just like James Vanderbeek's children are all They're cherubs. not quite cherub babies. Yeah. But oh, and then also that reminds me, if you guys didn't know, James Vanderbeek just had a son. Um, yes, congratulations. His son's name is Jeremiah. Another cherub baby, I am sure. Uh, they're all blonde. It's yeah. So and we, it's going to be the baby's going to be called Remy. Is that right? Which I think is actually a cute name. Yes. Yeah. Nickname Remy. Um, So I love it. We also heard from Temi and Temi um, is excited for the pilot of Felicity, which is coming out. It will be already out by the time you guys are listening to it. Listen to it. Dirt Bike Kelly is screaming right now and he's so excited. Yes. Um, Um, And then also... um, he noticed Minkus as well. Yes. And then he has some questions about our fashion hour, about oh. a particular outfit. And we'll talk about that shortly. Oh, perfect. Okay. Um, I'm going to play. We did get a voicemail from Kimmy. So I'm going to play that so we can hear her thoughts. Hi, Sarah and Jess. Can I just say I am loving how much you both are loving the real season three of Dawson's Creek. Um, now, some notes for this episode. Listen up, Henry. You Leonardo DiCaprio lookalike reject, voice-stealing, Millie Vanilla motherfucker, calm down. (laughs) Jen did not lead you on. She said no, and you pouted, and she didn't even notice. Shut up. Girls do not have to like every guy who likes them. Also, that is not your voice. I guess they learned how to dub from season one after Katie Holmes butchered <laughs> on my own. No, you um, do not. Jess, how are you feeling about Ethan now? I feel like he's a little preachy. Like, like, calm down. You don't know everything about being gay. You don't have to teach Jack like a Mr. Miyagi. And how do we feel about Jack dissing Jen for her new for his new bow? 
Is your best friend allowed to blow you off for a potential hookup? Would love your thoughts here. And I have to say, Joey, this is unforgivable. Why in the world do you have me out here defending Dawson? You are dead wrong for being mad at Dawson for taking down his stupid posters. Jen and Jack's friendship is way better than Dawson and Joey's. Guys, I cannot wait till next episode. I am in full glee. This has been circled on my calendar for weeks. Cannot wait for next week. Have a great week, guys. Bye. There's oh so much God. to break down there. Um, so first things first, I we completely agree with you, Kimmy, about Ethan being like very preachy and like you don't like you're right. You don't need to teach Jack how to be gay. It's it's messed up. Um, I love her like calling out Henry. <laughs> like, it's like Leonardo so DiCaprio wannabe. I I got tricked. I mean, I feel like the voice I was thro- I wasn't thrown off by the voice because I felt like it looked like he was playing guitar. So like that tricked me. I guess I didn't look at the voice as much because I was like too focused on his hands while he was playing guitar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I love how she calls out um, <laughs> Katie Holmes is singing. <laughs> From beauty contest because that's all I yeah. think about. Yeah, and he, she's excited for next week. So now I'm even more amped for next yeah, week. Yeah, now I hopefully, I mean, this talking back about this episode, it wasn't that bad. It was just like I liked last funny. episode better. Yeah. Um, it wasn't terrible. It was just fine. And I uh, also thank you, Kimmy. Yes, thank you, Kimmy. I also appreciate one more thing that like I love her pointing out that like just because a woman doesn't like you, like, she's not wrong because she doesn't like you. Like, that, I think, is, like, a very valid thing. Like, just because you like someone doesn't mean they have to like you back, you know? So, valid thing to point out. We also got an email from Kimmy um, because, and I messaged you when I saw this was true, apparently Dawson's Creek is on HBO Max, which is very exciting because hopefully that exciting. that'll bring in a couple new listeners. Um, yes. And I love her saying, she's such a sweetheart. We love you, Kimmy. She's like, you have to get in touch with HBO because they always do like an associated podcast with their shows so like for example like there's an official succession one there's an official insecure one mm-hmm. and Kimmy I love you there's no way that Geo <laughs> Max is gonna want us to talk about this uh, I mean uh, a gr- we can dream a gr- girls can dream girls can dream I'm a I'm a dreamer I mean I'll reach I'm not out the to only Mr. one people Mr. say Max. you're a dreamer but you're not the Oh my god. No. 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 Oh, that's amazing. Um I think that's is that all the feedback we have? I believe that is all the feedback we have. Um yeah. do you want to get into some fashion hour? Yes. Um so guys, I have a little bit of a surprise for you. Now that we're in the 2000s, how in the world would we be able, in good conscience, mm-hmm. continue the Rachel Green Award for the most 90s outfit? We can't. Mm-mm. So I have something to present to you all. Oh my, here we go. It is officially now. What is it? Hold on. <laughs> I thought we had decided on. Wait, I, I know, I know, I know, but it's like a whole thing. It's a whole thing. I'm oh sorry. God, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you guys. It was very funny. I appreciated it. Oh God. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. It is now officially the L Woods Award for the for 
oh oh god <laughs> hmm please cut this no. What okay. is it? What is it? Uh, aughts? Is it OOs? Oohs? Oh, 2000s. 2000s? I mean, oh, some just people 2000s. say aughts because it's early aughts. Mm, okay. The L. Woods Award for t- early 2000s fashion excellence. There you go. It's a little wordy. That's okay. I mean, Paul Rudd's Certificate of Timelessness is wordy. Right. You just got the, used to saying it. Okay. The L. Woods Award for... To early two thousands fashion excellence. Why can't we, have we to just say, say early? Why do we have? Why can't we just say L Woods? Uh, what was it? Say it again. The L Woods Award for two thousands fashion excellence. Just cut it out. L Woods uh, Award for excellence. We have to- fashion excellence. L Woods we, Award no, fashion we excellence. Need- we'll work on the title. We'll work on the title. Uh, essentially, essentially now it's the Elwood's Award for Fashion Excellence. That's the, that's the, the early. That's it. Elwood Award for 2000s. Fashion Excellence. I'm writing it down so it's official. Okay. Elwood's okay. Award, Award for, for fashion, fashion Excellence. Excellence. Yes, because um, we're no longer in the 90s. Yes. So we're now in the 2000s. And um, so we have to plan accordingly. And now, so, so it's a big deal. I, are we doing, so now my question would be, are we then giving out at the end of the season? There's going to be both a Rachel Green Award recipient. Yeah, I know. Well it's as... going to be the same okay. thing. Oh, it's going to be the same thing. So I'm adding. Okay. Yeah, you're adding it to like the existing one. It's like dated versus timeless. Okay. Or like the yesteryear. Got it. Got it. Okay. You're really, really seeing how the sausage gets this made. This is how the right sausage now. gets made, people. You're welcome. Vegetarian sausage, of course. <laughs> Vegetarian. <laughs> okay, my first nomination yes, for the Elwoods Award for Fashion Excellence is Nikki. Now, Nikki is wearing this white t shirt with a choker. Um, she is wearing a cardigan over top that is like kind of like a cropped cardigan. It's not like oversized like you would see today. Everyone loves an oversized cardigan now, but this thing is like yeah. it's gray, it's knitted. Um, and then she's wearing a long gray maxi skirt um, underneath this outfit. Uh, what do you feel about like Nikki? She's definitely giving me like film student vibes with her fashion. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it is very like because it is all gray. It's all very like monotone um, like grayscale almost. I like mm-hmm. it. I do prefer an oversized cardigan to the one she's wearing. But let me tell you she has some of the best makeup we've seen because she has like, oh, a yeah, very lippy lip. Um, very her red. Lip. Yes, with dark red lip liner. Yes, and it's very like glossy looking. Her eyebrows are not spermy, so we're very pleased with no, that. They're arched. They are and, arched. Like, she has smoky makeup that's not blue. Yes. And she has these little flower earrings. Very too. cute. And I love her hair. It's just very long, braided, plain, but I really like it. Um, I think this is a good outfit. Yep. Yep. My next nomination is Pacey. Pacey is wearing, I don't know, like the Pacey usual that's not Hawaiian shirt. He's off the Hawaiian shirts this season. He's he's more serious. This is serious. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's wearing just like a red long sleeve shirt with the stripes on the sleeves and some midwash jeans and some converse. Uh what do you think about Pacey? 
Um, I like this. This is definitely like a pacey, a normal pacey outfit. Um, I think if you just remove the like racing stripe on the arm, like this would be more like timeless. But because it mm-hmm. has that stripe, it is very like it of is. the early 2000s. For it sure. is. Yep. My next nomination, my last nomination of this category is um, Joey. Joey is wearing like essentially what I wore freshman year um, <laughs> of high school. She's wearing a long blue uh, shirt, some dark jeans, some sneakies, and and then like a, a, um, a zip up hoodie type of thing with one big stripe down the arm. We loved stripes back in the early 2000s. Especially like athletic stripes. Yeah. Very it, it, it was like it, like it was Athletic wear was extremely, extremely popular, but not in like the yoga pants not sort of thing athleisure. that we have now. It was not athletic. No, it's like it was legit, just like zip up hoodie. Um, Everybody up looks like they're trying like, to be like Adidas. Uh, like a track, yeah, Adidas. Yeah. A track star. Yeah. Um, so this is like, yeah. this is fine. Like everybody wore these sweatshirts. So you're like, where your sweatshirt is very short, but the shirt underneath is much longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. So like now we're getting into the point where we're getting very low rise jeans. Yes. And they had to make the shirts very long so that your butt wouldn't show. Oh, yeah. When, Absolutely. But it always did show. Of course it did. Of course it did. It always. The crack always showed. Which is, like, I just want to know, like, I thought that, like, when I was 12 years old, I had a huge ass. In reality, my inseam was three inches or, like, whatever, and there was no room for my butt to go. It's not yeah. my fault. I didn't have a big butt. My pants were just too the, yeah. the, 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 it was too low waisted. Low rise, yeah. And low rise. And you people want to bring this back? Please and don't. No. Please don't. No. no. You um, don't know. So I think like of these three looks, I feel like one of them is more early late nineties, early aughts to me, and that is Joey because of the it, it combines a lot of factors. It's mm-hmm. the long shirt underneath with the short sweatshirt, and it's the racing stripe kind of a combo deal. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna give this to Joey here. Lucky, lucky! Congratulations, Joey, for winning our first ever L Woods Award for fashion excellence. <laughs> Um, the E W A F F E just rolls off the tongue. It really does. Um, my first award for the Paul Rudd Certificate of Timelessness Award is Jack. Jack, this is like Jack's camping gear. Camping with Jack, love it. He's wearing a T-shirt that says "Lost Dog um, Reward" and a fake number. I like. What? Like, what is this shirt? <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, I don't understand why he's wearing who's, this shirt. Whose dog whose is dog lost? looks like this? Who's, is this like the type of shirt that you get at the Goodwill? And you're like, okay, I'm just going to rock like, this. What does somebody call that? Is the band, is the band that's playing I, called the Lost Dog? Oh, maybe. And it's like 8675309 is the number. I don't even know what kind of dog is on it this shirt. It looks like a whippet or some type of greyhound. It has a very um, slender yeah. snoot. Yeah. So I have questions about this t-shirt, but it's like, let's just say it's like a t-shirt, a yeah, graphic t-shirt. Underneath a plaid shirt, underneath a red vest um medium wash jeans very nice wash jeans some sort of shoe um just like a typical like camping aesthetic he's wearing a lot of layers for camping this is smart camping wear 
for sure. Yeah, because it's better to have too many layers and take them off than yeah. too little layers and then you're screwed. I agree. And I like he's very like Clark Kent-esque, I think, because he has like yeah. the red and the flannel and the jeans. Yeah. Like he looks yeah. very like farm boy, camping boy. His hair is like very nicely styled. His hair has been killing up. it ever since yep. he redid his look. Yep. So uh, are you feeling it? Are you I am. Cons- I like it. Are you concerned for the lost dog? <laughs> No, I'm sure it's found no. by now. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> um, my next nomination is Ethan. And Ethan uh, gets a nomination because he has really good brows and a maroon turtleneck that's ribbed and some jeans. But Ethan is still sucky. If there is a turtleneck, she will find it. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, here's the thing. This is such a shitty thing to wear camping. I can't even. Ethan is the experienced one. Wee, wee, wee. Ethan, take your fucking turtleneck and go the fuck home. It is a very cute turtleneck, uh, though. But still. It's, a good, it's, it's not a good, good for camping. It's not for good for camping. No. And then my next nomination is what Temi wants to talk about. It is Jen's camp wear outfit. Yeah. Um, it's a little hard to digest what's going on here. But she's wearing... <laughs> hmm. She's you, wearing. How is this hard huh. to digest? Huh? Can I explain what she's wearing to you? It's very huh. easy for me to understand. Hmm. Is it an infinity scarf? No. Okay. What is she wearing? So she is wearing a like bluish gray sweater. On top of that, she has her obvious leather jacket that she wears a million times all the time. And then, and this sweater is like a hooded sweater. And then on top of that, she has a very light blue, heavy knit scarf. But Jessica, it doesn't look like a scarf. It's a scarf. It's just a very I think bunchy scarf. I think it's the, I think it's the, the blue thing that's no. confusing. The, look at look at the different color between the sleeve and the scarf. Those are two separate things. I see that. I see that the yeah. sleeve is different from the scarf, but I. Is it an infinity scarf? It's not. Infinity scarves did not exist. But it's like high neck. Like it is a turtleneck. Because she wrapped that shit around her neck. She was preparing for fucking cold. She's going camping. She doesn't know what the fuck's going on. It does look weird. Temi's a little confused. He thinks that it's like a very big sweater. It's not. Because look at the sleeves. I see it. I see the sleeves. The sleeves. It's just a chonky. It's a chonky um, scarf. Ah. I see what you're saying, but I'm still not convinced. Nonetheless, oh. I like the look. It's very cute. And her hair looks adorable. Yeah, her hair looks great. This is like the best her hair has looked. It just keeps looking better and it's better. It's like curly, but tousled. Tousled? 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 Doesn't matter. Yeah. Very yeah. like wind blown look. Even the bangs don't look that bad. It's cute. It's great. I mean, just spectacular and just for the confusion i'm gonna award jen the point all right okay well congratulations to jen for winning this week's paul certificate of timelessness award and then of course uh congratulations to joey um for winning our first ever l woods award for uh fashion excellence amazing uh amazing um 
So this is great. This uh, this was a decent episode, but I'm more excited just because Kimmy's excited. For <laughs> Kimmy says the next one's good. I hope there's some good drama. I believe her. We Kimmy has not steered us wrong, so I'm very excited for no, this. Kimmy has not. Um, what else do we have going on, Sarah? Yeah, as previously mentioned, we are coming out with our final bonus content episode for November, the Felicity Pilot, voted by you, the audience. Coming out this past Saturday, it will already be out by the time mm-hmm. this podcast drops, so please check that out. Please check out our um, two movies that we did for Robert um, Julia Roberts' month, Runaway Bride and Notting Hill, for... December we are doing some Christmas movies so the first thing that we're doing last year for Thanksgiving we watched all 10 episodes of um, Friends Thanksgiving this year we're watching all 10 holiday episodes of Friends and ranking them and discussing them so that's gonna be a lot of fun if you want to watch along with us and send in your rankings please do I think that's all on uh, Mr. Max's website um HBO Max. Mr. Oh, Max. I was like, who the fuck is Mr. Max? Yeah. Um, on HBO yes. Max's website, you can check out those episodes there. Um, in addition, we are covering two Christmas slash holiday movies. So stay tuned for which those are and who is discussing those with them. I think we figured it out. I just want to finalize have, but Yeah, we want to finalize before we reveal, obviously. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, you can find us at shit90spod on Instagram and Twitter, shit90spod.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail like the amazing Kimmy did, um, or just send us feedback in general, you can also get us at shit90spod at gmail.com. Um, you can find me over weekly over on the Succession podcast over at Post Show Recaps, as well as Community Building and Post Show Recaps. Um, we were covering the show Community. We're in like my favorite stretch of the show. I'm just giving out four four fours everywhere um for our rating system um and then actually next week i'm also going to be on um the dexter podcast so i believe it also drops on the same day this drops um so check that out that's also for the dexter new blood series which like spoiler alert i'm actually really enjoying really yes so, I've never seen Dexter. Um, it was really good, and then it was really bad. Um, and then I stopped watching, and then it ended, and then it came back, and now it's really fun again. So go check that out over at Post Show Recaps if that is something that you're interested in. Um, you could also find me on Twitter at the Just Sterling, and Sarah is at Sarah Perkinson. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to plug, Sarah? No. Okay, wonderful. That is all we have for you folks today. Thank you for joining us, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Just ask. Shit 90 Shows taught me. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.